0: Today on The Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. There's a growing concern among people who rely on service dog, dogs in regard to those that dress their own pets to look like service dogs. Should we be surprised? I mean, is it any different than someone who borrows the, uh, uh, or steals or whatever uses uh, uh, a parking spot for someone in a wheelchair? That doesn't really need it or didn't really get the, or got the pass fraudulently. It's the same sort of thing, except one step further. Uh, it's hard to believe that this happens. And uh, how how do you detect it? How do you get those bibs for your dog? Uh, let's bring in Danielle Forbes, Executive Director at National Service Dogs of Canada. And with us now, Danielle, thanks for the time. Much appreciated.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Tell everybody what National Service Dogs of Canada is.
1: Well, for National Service Dogs, um, kind of our claim to fame is we're the first program in the world to provide service dogs to children with autism and create a service dog model around that. And we are currently the only assistance dogs international accredited service dog provider in Canada servicing veterans and first responders with post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: Wow. So, tell us a little bit yeah. about these animals. How? What is the process like? How do you train these? How, how do you? How do you pick a dog?
1: Well, for us, actually, it's uh, a multi-year process. Uh, we have our own breeding program, and we've been breeding dogs for twenty-two years, and all our dogs are, are what we call bred for purpose. So, we've been um, selecting our breeding stock and breeding them. Um, with with the aim of getting them out the door um, as an autism or um, PTSD assistance or service dog. Um, And once they're born, it takes two years for us to properly assess, train, and uh, match them with a client. And then after that happens, there's uh, eight years of follow-up with the dog and the client to ensure that um, the dog is continuing to meet the needs of the client, um, that the training is maintained. Uh, we actually retain ownership of all of our dogs. We don't sell them.
0: That was my next um, question. Who actually owns the yeah. dog? How does this work?
1: We do. We do. Think of it like a lease agreement, right? So the organization uh, actually owns the dog, and the clients utilize them and, and cover the costs of their ongoing maintenance But um, it very much is for us, each dog is a a partnership arrangement with our clients. And we take that very seriously because we want to ensure that the dogs are supported and that our clients are supported throughout the process and their needs are being met. Because for children with autism especially, right, the five-year-old you give the dog to um, right out of the gate is a different kid five years later Mm. um, as they mature and evolve, right? And that we have to ensure that the dogs are... Evolving appropriately with them,
0: so. now, is it often that you will take a dog that has been trained and, and have it with different people as opposed to the same person all the time for its, for its, um, for its duration?
1: No, I mean, our goal is to match one dog with one client right. and have them utilize that dog until the dog retires, usually around age 10. Um, what I happens what, what,
0: what happens when they do retire?
1: Most of the families keep them, and they become pet dogs and um, best buddies to other members of the family, children, and stuff like that. Very few of our dogs come back in retirement. They're well-loved where they are, so um, Mm -hmm. most of our families tend to keep them. And if they get a second dog, they just have two dogs at home.
0: (laughs) You talked about the breeding program that you have, which obviously Mm -hmm. must, uh, as well, shorten this lengthy training period, too. How are these dogs different than a typical dog?
1: Well because they're bred for purpose we have we have decades of of history on the dogs that we're breeding, and we know what they've produced in terms of working service dogs and so would they you know, all the be very
0: so for example, would they all be extremely calm? would they all have the same sort of temperament
1: yeah our our goal within our program because we're servicing children with autism and veterans with post traumatic stress we're looking for dogs that are very well grounded they tend to have a very relaxed attitude but um have the attention and focus on their handler that they need to respond to um, anxiety cues and things like that, right? So the dogs have to be very tuned in with their people. We look for, um, we don't look for dogs with high drive. So, you know, some Labrador retrievers are very good at retrieving exercises and, um They have a high drive, um, more of a high prey drive. And the dogs that we've been breeding for 22 years, we've kind of tried to breed that out of them. We want them focused very much on their handlers and not, you know, looking for squirrels and stuff
0: like that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need that. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.